Hello, and welcome to The Tish. I'm Dina Weiss. The Maori Nayim identifies a problem. He identifies a gap between us and God that appears unbridgeable. God is great, mighty, awesome. El Gadol Venora. God is infinite, omnipotent, beyond what we could ever imagine. But we, on the other hand, are human. We are small, we are limited, we are often quite incapable. And it's hard to imagine what a relationship looks like between two entities that are so vastly different, God in God's greatness and us in our insufficiency. And so the Morinayim says, this is a problem, but it's really only a problem when you look at it from the perspective of what the human being can do. Because we are not able to escape our human nature. We're not able to become greater than we are. It's simply not the case that through our efforts, we are ever going to be able to come so close to God. But God, on the other hand, is able to make God's self smaller. God is able to reduce God's self. And even though we can't bridge the gap by becoming greater, more infinite, more perfect, God can actually reduce God's self constrict and restrict God's self, and in that way, bring God's self closer to us. And the Morinayim says that that is actually what is happening in the Torah, that God actually contracted his entire self into the text of the Torah. And the way that we actualize the relationship is by studying Torah. God chooses to reveal God's self through language, through ideas, through principles that we can access and understand. And what the Morinayim says, which is so exciting and also so hard to imagine, is that when we are studying the Torah, the entirety of the Torah is the entirety of God. God made God's self small enough, manageable enough, that we can actually study the Torah in our own language, a text that reflects our own capacities and our own needs, and actually be able to be in contact and connection with God through the Torah. However, even this more human and more manageable connection is very hard to achieve. It's hard for us to master the entire Torah. It's hard for us to really see God and forge a relationship with God through this text. So the Mori Nayim says, don't worry about it. All you have to do is use all of your strength. He says, just put in your maximum effort. It's not even about how large the Torah is. It's really about how large you are. That's it. If you put in all of your effort, you will succeed in building this relationship with God. The philosophy that undergirds this advice is that God has already acknowledged our limitations when God has constricted God's self into the Torah. So there's nothing new for God 
and finding out that we are not all powerful, that we are not all understanding, and that we are not capable of the perfection that the Torah demands of us. God gave us the Torah so that there would be a possibility for us to get closer. God gave us the Torah so that there would be a hope for us to be able to put in the effort and get something out of it. The system is actually built to accommodate us and to benefit us. And we also have to understand, according to the Borinayim, that God designed the human being. If God wanted us to be perfect, God would have made us perfect. If God wanted us to be more capable, God would have made us more capable. So God wants to be in relationship with us as we are. And all we have to do is be completely and fully ourselves. And that is sufficient for our relationship with God to be forged. I find this teaching to be a little challenging because there is this sense, at least for me, where when I feel that we're allowed to recognize our limitations, it's kind of an invitation for us to be lazy. But the more Anayim understands that what we actually are being asked to do is to put in our utmost effort. And I think that what that does is it reframes what we're actually trying to accomplish. And that is, we are not trying to accomplish. We are not trying to achieve any particular goal. We are supposed to work hard. Um, and it forces us to reevaluate why do we need to achieve and accomplish? Even in the spiritual realm, that actually feeds our egos. That makes us feel good about ourselves when we set up a goal and we reach it. But God is actually not concerned with anything that we do or anything that we accomplish. God is much more concerned with who we are and what we are trying to do. And when we look at this problem less through our vantage point as human beings who are trying and failing and more from God's vantage point of just wanting to be close to us right, and seeing that we are willing to put in the effort to be in that relationship, we free ourselves right, to want only um, what is available to us to achieve. The Maranayim identifies a core problem with the demand that the Torah has that we cling to God, and we should cling to him. The Maranayim says, well, that doesn't really seem possible because God's nature is to be great, mighty, and awesome. God is infinite, omnipotent. God is beyond anything that we could ever imagine. And we are human. We're limited. We're frail. We're incompetent. So how are we supposed to get close enough to God to cling to God? And the Moranayim says, well, that's really only a problem if you're looking at it from the vantage point of the human. Human beings cannot become larger than we are. We are inherently limited. But God can become smaller than God is. And in fact, that is what God chooses to do. God chooses to limit God's self, to restrict himself and constrain himself into the letters and the words of the Torah. And therefore, the Marianayim says, you don't need to actually try to get to some abstract, absolute God that is out there. You only have to really immerse yourself and connect yourself to the Torah. And in that way, you're going to be connecting yourself to God, God's self, because God has contracted himself into the Torah. 
even this more manageable, smaller, more human type of God is still hard for us to connect to. None of us is so perfect that we are able to know the whole Torah and keep the whole Torah. So are we even really achieving this smaller demand of getting as close as possible to God through studying and through living the Torah? And the Morinaim's solution to this problem is to use all of your koach, to use all of your power. Period. He doesn't explain why that works. He doesn't explain how that works. He simply demands and promises that if you put in all of your effort into the letters of the Torah, into the words of the Torah, the meaning of the Torah, you are going to succeed in forging this connection with God. So I would like to figure out how that works. Why is it that putting in a ton of effort is sufficient for creating this connection? And I think that it also boils down to a distinction between us and God. God, insofar as God does not have limitations, does not have goals that God tries to achieve and does not meet, is not as obsessed as we are with notions of accomplishment and achievement. What God is interested in from us is us. God is not interested in some sort of abstract accomplishment. God is interested in being in connection with us as we are. And the reason why effort is enough is because effort is enough, right? What God is invested in is our attempts to be with him. God wants to see that we're invested in the relationship. And because it is the investment that God needs, the investment is sufficient. And I think that it's actually a really humbling teaching because I think that there's something refreshing, but also very challenging to this notion where there is actually no concern with success. We live in a society, both externally and internalized, where success is an extremely important marker. We always want to know how much we have accomplished. We always want to know how much we achieved. We're always looking to see where we're measuring up, where we're not measuring up, how many points we have, how much money we have. There's so much in our lives that is being quantified all of the time, and we're constantly trying to be successful. And the Moray Nayim's vision of what God wants from us is not at all related to success. It's related to actually being true to who you are and being invested and being hardworking and being effortful as opposed to trying to get as much as we can for the least amount of effort. And the more Nayim is asking us that when we're thinking about our relationship with God, we actually need to release ourselves from certain human expectations about what makes a good person, what makes a successful person, and instead really move to a point of process where we're concerned with how we are getting to where we are getting, where we are more concerned with what we are putting into our projects than what we are getting out of our projects. And the Moore and I is saying, this is the way that God looks at us. God knows what we are capable of accomplishing and what we are not capable of accomplishing. And if God wanted us to be perfect, God would have made us perfect. If God wanted us to achieve more, we would be able to achieve more. 
God just wants us to realize ourselves because it is with us, with ourselves, that God is looking for a relationship. The challenge with this way of thinking, of course, is that when you have a specific goal and you achieve that goal, you know that you can stop. You know that you've been successful. You know that you've made it. But when what God asks of you is not discrete things that you need to do, discrete markers that you need to hit, but rather a way of being, then you can never feel successful and you can never feel like you've made it, or you're always in process and you're always working. I think that that limitation is exactly what God wants of us. God doesn't ever want us to get to a point where we feel like we're done, where we've hit the mark, where we're totally successful and everything can sort of be set aside from there. God wants us to constantly be working on improving. God wants us to constantly be trying to get closer to him. And therefore the system is set up in a way where it's asymptotic. You're always getting close to the goal, but never quite making it. I think that the way to navigate this really difficult type of relationship is to remind ourselves that ultimately God considers this to be a form of kindness. I think that what what this teaching does is it forces you to change the questions that you're asking yourself. Instead of asking yourself the question of, did I do this? Did I succeed? Did I accomplish this? Instead, the question you're asking yourself is, am I working as hard as I can? Have I put in the right amount of effort? And there are realms in this world, not just you know in the divine human interaction, where we're often asking ourselves the wrong questions. We're asking ourselves the questions of, did we succeed? Did we finish on processes that are not about success and are not about being goal-oriented? Where we're less concerned with what we're getting out of our efforts and more concerned with what we are putting in to all that we are working on and all that we are working towards. And I think there's a way in which when we successfully do this, when we successfully adopt this mindset, we ourselves are doing the type of timsum, the type of humble restriction of ourselves and of our egos that God has done in his attempt to kick off this process. And what I mean by that is that we have a strong sense of accomplishment. We feel great when we're able to check off the things from our list, when we're able to say, I did this, I worked towards it, and I have finished. And when we have to move to a place where we can't actually say that we're finished, we can't point to any specific accomplishment and say, look at what I've done, that's me. We ask our egos to take a hit. We ask our egos to be willing to care less about achievement, care less about success, care less about being impressive to ourselves or to others, and care more about being a certain quality of person, someone who is always trying to be good as opposed to someone who knows that they are good, someone who's always trying to achieve the most and never necessarily knows that they have achieved what they're coming to do. And the more Nayim is forcing us to try to look at ourselves through God's eyes. Instead of looking at ourselves through the eyes of others who are only able to see what is quantifiable and are only interested in things that match their own matrices of success, we are starting to look at ourselves through God's eyes. And through God's eyes, who we are is who we are. And that is not going to change. The only thing that is going to change is the quality 
of who we are, how well we understand ourselves, how much we are working on ourselves, and how able we are to extend ourselves to be in relationship with God and to be in relationship with others. And the more Naim speaks about the way that God is bringing God's self to us, and we need to mirror that in the way that we bring ourselves to God and understand that it also requires humility on our part to be willing to abandon a type of life where it's easy for us to see the ways in which we've grown, where it's easy for us to feel like I've achieved that, I can pat myself on the back for it, and step into a world where we are never done because we are always working and we are always growing. This episode was produced by Sam Greenberg, Effie Unterman, and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for recording and editing this episode. Music for the Tish is from Hannah Raskin's debut album, Raza Capella, produced by Rising Song Records. Mm-hmm.